Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rusty Quill presents. Gym sagas. One intro introduction. the title right from the get-go, because that's probably what you're most confused about at the moment. I'm sure you've got plenty of other questions about the name and who the hell I am, but let me just clear up that one detail right from the beginning. It's called an intro introduction because once I've given this my intro introduction, there's going to be an actual introduction at some point in another person's words, but in my voice. 
and I couldn't very well just start reading that person's words aloud and expect the listener to understand what the hell is going on without explaining myself a bit first. And because when I do get to reading the person's words, the first section is literally called the introduction. I had to come up with something decent and witty to call it, and after thinking on it for a bloody long time, and when my head started to really hurt, I decided why bother complicating things further? Why not just make it easy and obvious, and I came up with a completely new word that I'm not sure anyone has actually ever used before. Hence, intro introduction. Okay, now to answer your next question. Who the hell am I? Well, if you don't recognise my scintillating British accent and aren't familiar with Ostium or the Ostium Network, well then, I'm not really sure how you came across these recordings. Or if you know of my earlier recordings, or the enigmatic mysteries of the unknown, or Jake's Ostium recordings, or even Mum's for that matter. Anyway, enough waffling on, I'll just do a quick self-intro. My name's Steve Chase. Monica Chase is my mum. And Jake Fisher, in addition to being my mate, is... well, he's bloody Jake Fisher. Trust me, he's the apparent linchpin to this whole Ostium network thing, though none of us, including himself, fully understand how yet. You see, Ostium is a very strange town where there are no people and lots of doors, and those doors take you to different places in space and time, so long as you do it in the right order. If you want to learn more, be sure to check out the Ostium recordings of one Jake Fisher. Everything will make more sense then, if you're still confused. And so the Ostium network is the creator of the town of Ostium, and it's what was once the city of Gibraltar, and is now its own island in another dimension. I know, it's a lot to take in. Again, check out the recordings and I won't say everything will make sense, but you'll at least understand things a lot better. And so the Ostium network is where I'm currently residing, with a fantastic AI named Jean, and a sorceress of the Circe named Thyra. And for her story, you'll want to check out her recordings. They're even helping her get back her magical abilities somehow. Yeah, I know. Pretty cushy, isn't it? So what does that have to do with the price of bread? Well, give me a bloody minute and I'll explain it to you. You see, I found a book, a very special book by the looks of it, called The Ostium Sagas. Pause for dramatic emphasis. And dum-dum-dum. It was on a random day at a random time, after a very satisfying lunch, that I began another jaunt through the Ostium network. Being the city of Gibraltar, I don't need to convey the fact that it's a very big place, especially for one person to be searching door by door. Did you see what I did there? About the doors? A blatant Ostium reference. Well, if you didn't see it, such a then. Anyway, I was searching through one of the residential sections, going through the houses. Not looking for anything specific necessarily, but lots of belongings had been left and none of these people would be returning anytime soon to claim them. And one of the houses led me to the basement after I'd thoroughly checked every other room in the abode. My house doesn't have a basement, but some of these apparently do, like this one. So I was definitely a little curious and excited to see what I would find. And then was promptly disappointed to discover shelving racks with lots of boxes of old clothes and knickknacks and personal items that were all pretty mundane. But as I said, I had to be thorough to be 100% sure I didn't miss anything, so it meant taking every box off the shelves and going through them all one by one. If I'd put each one back up immediately after going through it, I definitely wouldn't have noticed a slightly different looking spot on the wall. It was an ordinary looking wall, as wall standards go, with shelves covering it up, but in one spot low down to the ground, over on the far left, was a lighter spot. The colour looked the same, the colour of the paint on the wall that is but this one spot looked just a little bit lighter. 
Again, I wouldn't have noticed it at all if I hadn't taken down all the boxes and seen it completely bare. So then I went to investigate. Up close, it was really hard to see if there was any difference but this one spot. I actually had to walk back to the place I'd been in before just to make sure I was looking in the right place, and then retrace my steps. That's how minor the difference was. I couldn't help reaching out and touching it. My balance was off as I crouched down to do this, and I felt myself falling forward, and my hand pressed on the wall in that one spot, and pushed into it. Apparently, I'd just found a hidden panel. There was a clunking sound of something unlocking behind me. I turned around and didn't see anything different. Of course, the floor was covered in boxes, so I started putting them all back on the shelves as quickly as I could, and then I saw the part of the floor that was now sticking up, a square panel that definitely hadn't been visible before. I carefully lifted it up, and a piece of the floor came away to reveal a wooden box beneath. The box came out of the hole on the floor, and I couldn't help letting out a sigh of relief when I saw there wasn't a lock on the box. And then I asked Jean, the AI, if they knew anything about this, and they said they were completely unaware of the existence of this book and of the hidden mechanism in the wall, or the panel on the floor. They told me about the person who lived in the house, who was a cleaner for the Ostium network. So nothing special then. What was this person doing with this box? And more importantly, what the hell was in the box? And because there was no locking mechanism, I didn't waste any time finding out. I took a deep breath, and then lifted up the lid. Okay, that hadn't been done in a while apparently, and inside was this big old book. How exciting! I wrapped my hands around it and lifted the book out of the box. It was really big and bloody heavy, and really thick too. There must have been thousands of pages. I couldn't see if there was anything on the cover because it was all covered in dust. Another deep breath and some strong blowing later, and the room was now pretty dusty, but I could see the thick dark brown leather cover. The two words scorched into it. Ostium Sagas. In big black capital letters. I ran my finger over the words and could feel the roughness and scarring that had been caused when it had been singed into the former animal's flesh. Then I opened the cover.
the Ostium Sagas. Scribblings. Yes, I know that was a bit dramatic, opening the huge and curiosity-inducing tome known as the Ostium Sagas, and then leaving you there with nothing further. But it wasn't intended to be dramatic or cliffhangery, it was just the right place to stop, honestly. I've been going on for some time, and this was a good and natural stopping point. And that's because there was a bunch of writing on the inside cover and facing page of the book. Actual writing with a pen by whoever had been reading this book and had it in their possession, presumably. They'd chosen to do this for a strong reason. There's more of the same writing on the next couple of pages, and then there's two blank pages left and right, and after that are actual printed words. No copyright information or date explaining how or when this book was published, just a printed page with the title of Introduction. Yes, the one I mentioned earlier, my intro introduction. That is the introduction by the author of this book. But now I'm going to read aloud what the former owner of this book wrote in blue ink starting on the inside cover. They did not give it a title or date, but just started writing, and this is what they wrote. Whomever has discovered this unique tome, understand that I am almost certain it is the only one of its kind in the entire universe. Yes, the universe. If you are of or are familiar with the Ostium Network, then you understand that I speak the truth. If you know not of the secret town of Ostium, nor the Ostium Network, then I think it prudent you return this tome from whence you found it, and never think on it again. What lies within these pages is not for you, nor will you fully comprehend its words and meanings. To try to learn and understand when you are not fully trained can lead to severe damage. To you, to your loved ones and friends, and to the very world you live in, no matter the time in existence nor the location within the universe, you know not of these utterances and stories and do best to avoid them. For those who are trained and think yourselves ready and prepared for what lies within these forthcoming pages, also know that you are not ready, you are not prepared. Nevertheless, I will, to the best of my abilities, get you ready and prepared. So read closely and carefully at the words I am about to scribble down before you truly begin your reading of the Ostium Sagas. You must be wondering how this seemingly miraculous book came into my possession, and that in itself is quite the tale to tell, and I have nowhere else to tell it but here. For my story and the stories within are to be kept hidden and secret from those in charge and control of the Ostium Network, most especially him at the very top of the rock. You know whom I speak of, 
If they were to discover these words, it would lead to far worse destruction than has already been conducted and permitted. All irreversible. So do your best to keep this tome and its sacred words between you and me and the few you trust utmost. Only then will the many lives that have been sacrificed and wasted in the name of the Ostium Network not have been foolishly and pointlessly stuffed out in vain. You will understand, then, why I will not identify myself with the crucial need for the aforementioned secrecy. I came across this tome in the year 1756 of the Common Calendar. Yes, I am sure you must find this quite shocking, and I do not mean to be dramatic, but it is very important you, dear reader, understand the scope and ramifications of this very special book. I came across it during my third excursion to Ostium, and through the door to the middle of the 18th century, in a small church located within the mountains of the Pyrenees, where the countries of Spain and France are joined. Why I was in that region on that date will not be explained here, for it may simply provide more evidence to discern my identity, which I will not grant, especially, heaven forbid, if the Ostium sagas were to somehow end up under the scrutiny of the wrong eyes. I had been travelling with a small group of people from France into Spain, and maintaining my incognito status as a storyteller of the times, and not a person from the 22nd century. One of our groups spotted the church and wished to travel there to pray for our continued safety and wellness on our journey. We were all in agreement on this, and made a speedy sojourn to the ancient-looking church. It appeared to have seen better days, barely standing the ravages of time and weather. But nevertheless, it still remained standing, and was therefore still a functional place of worship. We each knelt on the rough, worn pews and prayed, and as heads were bowed, I took my opportunity to study the insides of this derelict building. I couldn't help marvelling at its age. How many sights and changes and upheavals had this minor house of God paid witness to? The Renaissance? The Black Plague? The Hundred Years' War? The Moorish Conquest of Spain? Had Charlemagne the Great stopped and prayed here, just as my compatriots were right now, almost a thousand years ago? Prayers were soon over, but we all elected to rest for a while and eat. I chose to investigate the church further, and it soon became clear there was no one else here, and the place had likely not seen a visitor in some time. Other than the pews, it seemed everything had been either damaged or ransacked, or both to some degree. A priest had not given a sermon here in who knew how long. Any item of value or worth was long gone. Nevertheless, I was still curious to be walking in a relic such as this place. I searched the cupboards and storage chests, but there was nothing whole. What remained was broken and in pieces. And yet, in one particular storage chest, after examining a piece of broken pottery that bore the colourful depiction of the resurrection, or at least a small part of it, I dropped it back in the chest and noticed a hollow sound, deeper than one would expect for a solidly built article of furniture. I then proceeded to remove all the broken articles within the chest and examine its floor further. I pushed on each corner, and then on the left side, and the right elevated a little, leaving a space wide enough to get my fingers around. Before lifting, I looked about me to make sure I was not being observed. Then I lifted the false bottom of the chest, and beneath found the book you now hold in your hands. It had not seen the light of day in some time covered with dust and grime and neglect, 
And yet, when I cleared the dirt from the sword cover and was finally able to read the two words that have revealed themselves to me, Ostium Sagas, my jaw literally dropped. Of all the possible permutations of time and space and reality, to come across this particular word on the cover of a hidden book, here of all places, it seemed impossible, unconscionable, and yet, here it was. Of course, I was fully aware of the word's existence before the creation of the network, or that very special town. So I began looking through its pages, and as I began to read the author's words in their introduction, I soon had my suspicions confirmed. Just as you will when you start reading this incredible text. I secreted the book upon my person and closed the chest. When asked by my compatriots if I had found anything of interest, I said other than a handful of broken items that were probably once quite beautiful and perhaps even valuable, there was nothing of any use to anyone. We continued on our journey and I completed my mission for the Ostium Network and then eventually returned to the town of Ostium. There I hid the book under the mattress of the bed in one of the rooms behind door number one. Then a week later, at the behest of a favour from a good friend I trusted, who was working in the inception chamber, I was able to get back to the town and retrieve the book and return to the Ostium network without the bigwigs being any wiser. And then I read this incredible book from cover to cover, a little of it each night before I went to bed. And then I read it again, and again, and again. Each time I learned and discovered something new and fascinating that I'd missed during the previous reading, and how I wish I could share my thoughts and theories with whomever is reading these words at this moment. But alas, much like the ghosts who visited one Jacob Marley, my time grows short, as does my space in the opening pages of this very special book. Therefore, I leave you with these final words. This is a book of people's lives who were thought lost and explained away as acceptable casualties. Yet these people continued on and lived their lives and kept going. As far as I know, no lives have been lost in the keeping of this book, and it remains of the utmost importance. Nay, it is tantamount that this book continues to end up in the right hands with the right people, and that the stories of these unique people's lives continue to be told and shared. Only in that way will this all not have been done in vain.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Ostium Sagas. Three Introduction. Our Lord works in mysterious ways, it is said by many, and while I may not have considered myself a devout worshipper of a particular faith, I know in my heart and soul there is a God above in the heavens, watching down on us and rewarding those who do just and right. And yet, when I was formally admitted into the conclave, what little faith I had was strongly tested. One might even say, shredded. 
I know not what remains, but what I have learned from those in the Conclave, as well as my own studies, has led me to wonder and question everything in this world that I have either taken for granted as part of the reality we live in, or that adheres to the robust laws and theories of science and matter that governs life in our everyday. Whether we be a small ant scurrying along the ground, or a mighty whale traveling the great oceans, or a man who thought he had a good grasping of life. And that has changed now, and things will never be the same. At this moment of this introduction, I am instructed by the Conclave to let the reader of this book know that I am putting together this anthology, this collection of the most unique stories I have ever been allowed to read and enjoy, with the approval and sanction of the Conclave. There is only to be one copy of this book in all existence, and it is to remain within the Conclave for all time, to aid those who were brought into the Conclave to educate them in this new reality that the Conclave not only believes but wholly and completely stands by. As for who I am, the author of this introduction, I am little more than a scholar who specializes in translating works. I am well versed in five languages of old, including Latin, Greek, Sumerian, Aramaic, and hieroglyphics. I only considered myself proficient in Latin and Greek until the Conclave brought me into their confidence and comforting embrace, and since then, well, as you can see, I have gained an impressive knowledge that not many I believe on this earth possess. There are others like me, well versed and fluent in other rare and old languages decreed forgotten and obsolete by the general masses. I would not be surprised to learn the Conclave houses the greatest grouping of scholars on the entire globe. But enough self-aggrandizing. It is time to move on with what and who the Conclave is, and to explain why and how this book exists and its purpose and importance, not just for the Conclave and its members, but also for other people, not just of the present, but perhaps, more importantly, of the future. According to our records, housed in a secret location for obvious reasons, the Conclave has been in existence for over 3,000 years. There are some sources, crumbling and fragile with age, that purport we have been around since before the written word, since the time before farming and sedentary life, and the world of towns and hamlets, before humanity began to settle down with the development of agriculture, and still travel the world as nomadic roaming bands. We know this because that is when one of our first narratives originates, we believe, to the best of our scholarly and research abilities. You will find that account in this collection, and even though chronologically it should appear perhaps at the very beginning of the Ostium sagas, it appears in time, so to speak, when it was discovered through diligent foraging and search and the painstaking work in translating it from whatever sort of language was spoken a number of millennia ago, what they call an Indo-European language, though little to nothing is known about it, that is, outside the Conclave. Within the Conclave, while I will not purport it to be an exact and perhaps even thorough translation, it is nevertheless a faithful one that we believe comes as close to the original as we are able to achieve at this time. A story told in an ancient dead language. You may recall my own language specialties. Yes, there are narratives in this tome 
translated from those languages too, originating from many different times, spanning a large number of centuries. I am careful to call them narratives and not simply stories, because they are taken from real people, we believe, to the best of our research and reckonings. Much like the sagas of Iceland and Scandinavia are purported to be, and even the embellished and apocryphal tales from the medieval period, such as Beowulf, the Song of Roland, and even the myth of the legendary King Arthur. At the root of all these stories is a real person, a real life lived. It is the Conclave's job to tease out and reveal these tales, these narratives through whatever means necessary. And yet the stories within this tome we believe go one step further in being the story from a once living person, because each of them contain a number of similarities, words and phrases, and even ideologies that link together, and they all hint at something far greater going on that we can barely begin to make wild assumptions about, much like the metaphor of the iceberg, with a small part appearing above the ocean and beneath the icy waters there is a much larger tale taking place that we know next to nothing about. One word that is common to all these stories is a simple one. Ostium. Hence, the Ostium Sagas. How I feel compelled to launch into a lengthy diatribe on what ostium might be, and whether its many references throughout these narratives are to be fully believed. But is that not a tenet of the conclave? To have faith, like so many do in the Lord above? Faith that these special people from all these different times spent their own time in writing these words? What is the alternative? That this is all some magnanimous fabrication? A rippy, lengthy yarn for entertainment value, akin to Chaucer's Canterbury Tales or Allegheri's Divine Comedy? No. I have faith, as we all do in the Conclave. There is, of course, room for some doubt, for that is healthy, both good and stimulating for the spirit. And what better way to foster discourse and debate what the Conclave has been conducting for many centuries as it works at translating and preserving these unique narratives. Very well. I believe I have succeeded in my intention with this introduction and conveyed the message the Conclave wished me to make to the best of my ability. The reader will simply have to discover for themselves what the meanings are of these stories of truth and what sort of place this ostium truly is. Know that you are not alone however outlandish and seemingly impossible your ideas and theories may be. One final note I should like to make is that in compiling this anthology, where I am able, I have included author's notes and details to elucidate any points made or provide details that have been discovered through the Conclave's scholarly endeavours that were not apparent in the translated text. At the conclusion of each narrative, I will also make an end note of the history of its discovery, explanation, translation, and anything else that may be deemed useful in pertaining to the particular narrative. And, if you will permit me, for you are about to embark upon a literary journey you have never ever taken in your life, and likely never will, I present to you the Ostium Sagas. Tread slowly and carefully and trust in the conclave, and in so doing, you will be rewarded in your continued discoveries. 
Fare thee well, traveller of the future. The Ostium Sagas. Four. Recorder's Note. Okay, wow. Sorry, I know you wanted to get started with the first of these actual Ostium sagas, and you probably think I'm sticking my big nose in, but I have some things I need to get off my chest first, as well as some points to make with what I believe they call housekeeping in the podcast parlance. And let's start with the latter first, and the point I want to make is, as we go through these stories and sagas, while the author of this book will have their comments and notes, I too will have my thoughts and opinions to add as we go along, and I'll be differentiating them from the author's notes as my own recorder's notes. So get ready for that. Actually, I'll probably go one full step further by not only adding my own notes to the individual sagas as I read them, and perhaps even to the author's own notes, but I plan to do my own recorder's response to the Ostium Saga, and conduct my own research and see what I can find out about it. The author wrote this over 300 years ago, long before the internet was even a bloody idea in someone's head, so chances are there have been a few more thoughts and discussions and possibly even discoveries related to it since then. Basically, I'll see what I can dig up and report it here. It may be nothing, or it may be something juicy and very interesting. Alright, so the Conclave, a big secret name for something nobody seems to know anything about. Yes, smacks of Knights Templar, the Rosicrucians, Opus Dei, Illuminati, and insert your secret conspiracy group here. All very Da Vinci Code, yes, definitely. And if you're not familiar with the book, well, you should bloody well read it. I came across it searching the ebook libraries here at the Ostium Network, tore through it in a single afternoon. 
Anyway, I did do some research and scoured the edges of the internet and everything in between for anything related to the Conclave, and couldn't find a bloody thing. And if you're asking why I didn't search Internet 2.0 or 3.0 or the Dark Web or Deep Net, or is that Dark Net and Deep Web? Well, I'll be perfectly honest, I'm just not smart enough to know even where to begin with regards to those things. And yes, I did try Zhang and got the old, I'm sorry, I cannot help you, you are not ready for that information yet. Yes, not very helpful, I know. And I could try pushing them, but after they already gave me those secret keypad codes, I think I've got what I could from them for the time being. If I start getting desperate, I might give it another go, but to use what I think is a very amusing saying in this instance, for now that door is closed. Yes, I'll wait while you have a jolly good guffaw that one. As I said, I did my own feeble and failing research, I started with the term conclave, as that seemed the most enigmatic and mysterious of all this to me, and found out it's the term for the meeting of cardinals to elect a new pope. Interesting. I also saw some references to the man behind the Da Vinci Code himself, Mr. Dan Brown, and about his first big book, Angels and Demons. So of course, I had to give that a read to see if it would shed any light on the subject. If you've read the book, then you know I found sod all. It was still a really gripping read, I will gladly admit. Another definition for conclave is either a secret meeting or meeting place. A little closer to what I was going for, but as to finding any details of a secret cabal known as the conclave that has purportedly been around for thousands of years, even on the massive informational superhighway, there was nothing to be found. I would find this all very hard to believe, especially after not being able to find any mention of anything even relating to it online. It would be the sort of thing I'd take with a very big grain of salt and be sceptical along the whole way. Sceptical and disbelieving, that is, if I hadn't come to know of a place called Ostium. To have amassed, seemingly, a lifetime of experiences and memories, and to have learned and discovered so much, as well as making some very good friends along the way, and reuniting with lost family members. If you'll permit me to make an X-Files reference here, and if you're asking why, it's because it's a bloody good show, and if you're already a fan then you don't need convincing and will appreciate this reference all the more. I am no longer sceptical of the Ostium sagas and the Conclave, because of everything I have seen and experienced with Ostium. Just as Mulder was made an adamant believer when his sister was abducted. And yes, I know the true story behind Samantha, and no I'm not going to spoil it for anyone listening who hasn't watched the show. However, you really should start watching, once you're done listening to the Ostium Sagas, of course. Okay, I think I said what I set out to say in the recorder's note, and if I forgot something, don't worry, you'll be hearing from me again in due course. For now, I wish to reiterate the message of the author of this incredible book in saying, prepare yourself. What you're about to read will change you, and you won't quite see things the same way ever again. So then, without further ado, Welcome to the Ostium Sagas.